Let's go with the message this morning. Amen? Come on. Here we go. Little series. Real life. Say that with me. Real life. I'm going to tell you something. You can get all religious, but I'm going to tell you, when real life hits you, you better hope you've got something more than just your religion. Now, some people don't get hit by real life like other folk do. But some people, they get hit really hard by it. And, and I'm not, I think you know what I'm talking about. And I think if you live long enough, you're going to get run over by it. And you're going to wish you really had a relationship with the Lord. And that you were real and you were on talking terms with Him. Instead of thee and thou and this and that. Y'all listening or not this morning? Let's talk about it. Real life. And going to look at a uh, couple of men. Going to look at the man Peter in the second hour. Man Paul in this hour. And we're just going to walk. I couldn't think of anything better to do than walk with these two fellows. Amen? From the Word. And I, one thing I like about the Bible is uh, we're not told in the Bible to worship anybody but Jesus. Amen? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor yourself. Amen? But we worship the Lord. Matter of fact, to do anything other than that breaks the greatest commandment. You'll die and go to hell because of it. You listening or not? That's the way it is. I love that about the Bible. Amen? People will holler Mohammed and give their life for him. And that's not even their God. He's a prophet, supposedly, which he ain't, but whatever. Jesus is our Lord and our Savior, and we worship him. We don't worship other people. Y'all hear me? And the Bible's not written for us to worship other but we do it and we screw it up sometimes. It's horrible. We're not told to worship other people. Matter of fact, the Bible goes and God goes to great lengths to show us the warts and wrinkles of some of its greatest characters. Moses. Who can say something Moses did that was evil, that was terrible? He did what? He what? Murder. Oh, man, that's pretty bad, right? Say. One of the greatest men in the Bible. What about Abraham? Abraham was a blank. Liar. What? Yeah. Jacob was a what? A crook. A trickster. What? Peter did what? He what? He what? Deny the Lord. I don't even have to go over this. It's pretty easy, isn't it? Yes or no? Paul did what? He was a what? He was a murderer too. Killed people. Locked them up for putting their faith. You understand yes or no? Did you get the drift right there? We don't worship people. And you're going to really screw up if you start worshiping yourself. Because that's what religion will do to you. I'm good, I'm good, I'm this, I'm that. One day you're going to be dead. Then what? Amen? Say. <laughs> then, then, then what? You better know the Lord. Say, I better know the Lord. Say, I better know the Lord. Amen. Let's talk about it. This is good. Here we go. On a little road trip. I did something over the past few weeks that I've done many times. We could all use some what, guys? Life's a road trip. Some of us grew up better than others did. I grew up in a hellhole with mom and daddy hating each other and fighting and drunk. and It's crazy. 
some of you, your, your whole way you grew up is totally different than that. Thank God. Amen? Amen. But we're on this journey. We all could use some help, guys. We're never, we, you didn't, you, you weren't born into this world like, ooh, look at me. No. You were born in this world. A child is born for trouble. Sure as the sparks fly where? Up, the Bible says. Amen? So we all could use some help. A little road trip. Well, I just went on one. Now, this time I didn't go by car, though. I've done this trip to Colorado many times by car. And people think I'm a lunatic. And next summer I'm going to do it by car again. I flew this time. But I got out there by myself. And then Mitch came and joined me. But I missed Kim. And that was a good thing for me. I missed her and I needed to do that. And I caught myself one day by the pool and I couldn't believe it. I nearly fell over. I'm by the pool by myself and I actually missed the children. <laughs> and you know, you can smoke weed out there and it's legal. And I wasn't smoking them nothing. I'm like, what has come over me? I missed them? Are you kidding me? I'm talking about the little ones, the six and the nine year old. Are you kidding me? But I did miss them. So next year, we're going to take this trip again. Here's this road trip that we go on. Well, pop, pop it up. That's that Eagle Bell Airport. That's where I flew in this time. And I can fly into Denver, but for an extra 100 bucks, you can fly an extra 130, 40, 50 miles or something. Save you a lot of time for $100 because you've got to go back, and it's great. Little old airport. And plus, I found out if you go to Eagle Bell Airport instead of Denver, your rental car is half the price. So I saved $400. So you know which airport I'm going to. And it's right by where I go. It's located right next to Avon, a little place called Christie Lodge. We have a timeshare there that's uh, a little one-bedroom. It's not fancy, even though that area is very fancy. But I like it because it makes me get outside. I don't go out there. I'm going to sit in a room. No, get out! Because there's so much to see, amen? So, then on the road trip, you come back through Frisco. Beautiful town. Best pancakes, right, Raji? Yes or no, buddy? You like them pancakes at that little place, that log cabin cafe? Forget about it, brother. Amen. With them pecans on them. And then Breckenridge, a lot of y'all familiar with that. Then I go up through the country. Who's your pass? Very high elevation. That's what I do. I'm just having a good time. I'm not just going home. I'm having a good time as I drive. Because life's a road trip. Keep going. Keep going. Push me. All kinds of special things I do out there. This is me this time. Look at there. That's just me and Mitch this past week. Isn't that beautiful? We're at Mount Evans. You ought to go sometime. It's one of the 14,000 footers out there. Not that many, but that's one of them. We went to the highest paved road in the North in North America. Highest paved road in North America, period. And you're looking over the side, and I scared Roger to death one year when we were on that thing. And then we're on a fishing trip in a, in a boat and just having a good time on the Colorado River fishing, me and Mitch. And he saw a cliff there, and he told the guy, he said, can I jump off that? So that's me just past week jumping off that cliff. Isn't that crazy? And I was just there watching. Bye. Bye, son, in case I don't see you again. No, it's crazy. He's crazy. Look at him. That's nuts, man. And he even had his cell phone. Because it's, it's uh, got what? Waterproof. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So anyway, we just make the trip on to Canyon City. That's Royal Gorge. Who's ever been there? Royal Gorge. Isn't that crazy? You ought to try to go to Canyon City sometime. That's insane. And then Trinidad. A lot of people don't go there, but I like it. And I found a nice little restaurant there that I like. A little old dive of a town, but I like it. That's kind of my kind of places. Then Raton, New Mexico. I love it because after the trip, especially coming from Florida, I feel like I'm arriving coming from that. I see that pretty lake when I get into that north part of New Mexico. Then Amarillo. 
Amen? Are y'all wore out from this trip already? It's making me tired. That's a long way, man, to drive in Dallas, Big D. I can't wait to get through there, to be honest with you. I just like, oh, can I get through Dallas? And there's the big racetrack. How many have ever been to that racetrack in Dallas? You ever been to a race in Dallas, Texas? Big old NASCAR track right there in the country, Shreveport, Louisiana. Now I'm getting back to where I can find some good food. Vicksburg, Mississippi, I love that bridge. Sometimes I'll just stop and look at that, that bridge in Vicksburg. And then we keep on coming to Mobile, Alabama. Amen. Keep going. Pensacola. That's where our military is and where the hurricanes hit so often. Tallahassee. Our great capital of the state of Florida. Then I get to Tampa. Whoo, man, I'm almost home when I get to Tampa. And it gets better from there on in. Amen. Say, get me out of Tampa, then I'm coming back down to my town, Inglewood, Florida. Okay, let's thank the Lord for our town. Can we do that where we live? Come on. Boom. So road trip, road trip. What a beautiful place we live. Amen. Look at that. Now let's just talk a little bit. Just took you on a little trip with me. Most people think that I'm crazy when I drive all the way to Avon and back to Englewood. It's 2,100 minimum, 2,100 miles each way. Y'all think I'm crazy for doing it, don't you? With two kids, six and nine next year, should I rethink it? I did it last year and I made it. I'm thinking about it again. Next year, calm down, fly. Can you imagine them kids on the plane? They'll drive me crazy. At least in the car, the other people ain't there to see me pop them. <laughs> Here we go. Come on. Here we go. We'll pull that car over right now. Amen. Say, the Christian life is a road trip. Rod, you're going to have to really push me now. Say this with me. My words. I need fixing till the day I die. One more time. I need now, you can say what you want. You can look like you're above other people. But I'm going to tell you something. You got issues, and I have issues. And we need fixing to the day we die. That's real life, guys. And things are going to come your way, and you never even realized it was going to happen. And bang, I need the Lord. I need to be real through all my life. God, help me to be real. Please. Because we all could use some help. Keep pushing me, buddy. Let's look at this man. Here we go. Bible study time. Y'all ready or not? Here we go. A lot of scripture. And, uh, Raj, I'm glad you're back there. I can't hardly see you, buddy. But, Raj, you went through some surgery this past week. Was in the hospital after last Sunday. Had uh, some issues with his foot. Got an infection. Pretty, pretty rough. Pretty rough stuff. They had him in the hospital for about three days. He's going to be mending and tending that foot for probably at least six months with wound care and what have you. And so how many have been through something like that? You sort of know what that's like. A few in the house today. So y'all be sure to encourage Roger over these next several months. Amen. Yes or no? Yes or no? Amen. But here he is at church. Isn't that good? Come on. Thank the Lord. Come on. My partner in crime back there. Amen. Here we go. Saul of Tarsus. We all could use some help. This man was religious, but let's talk about it. We're just going to break down the man's life. He wrote 13 books in your New Testament. 13 of the 27 was written by this man. I'd say he's pretty important that we look at. Amen? Say. And let's learn. Let's learn. That's why the Bible's written, for our learning, for our edification, so that we can learn to live life and to, and to love the Lord. So Saul of Tarsus, who was Saul? Well, he was, we call him Paul now. Well, yeah, because he was lost. He had a change. Have you gone from saved to lost? Have you gone from child of hell to son of God or daughter of God? 
Have you had a new name written in the Lamb's book of life? That's what the Bible says. Well, I'm good. I'm good. Your old name ain't going to fly, brother. Amen. Say, he was Saul of Tarsus. He was educated. Most of us are. We grew up in this country, didn't we? Aren't you glad you grew up in this country where you got an education, where you learn how to read and write? You think that's just something everywhere they do it in the whole world? They don't. You're blessed, people. You understand? He was educated. And he had higher education. And many of us have higher education. I tell people, believe it or not, I got a college education. They don't believe it, but it's the truth. Paul said, Saul, but Paul writing, I am barely a man, which am a Jew. So he was a Jew. He was born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in the city at the feet of who? Gamaliel. I was taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers. I was zealous toward God. Now this is a man who's lost. I was zealous toward God. As you all are to this day. He's speaking to religious lost people. So he was educated at the feet of this man, Gamaliel. Who is Gamaliel? He was a leading teacher of the Hebrew law. It'd be like going to Harvard for your religious studies. He was at the influential school of Jerusalem. You couldn't have a higher education than this religious man had. He was educated religiously. Let's look at him a little further. Say that with me. He was what? Guys, we, we want people to come to Fellowship Church. And we want all people. Say all people. All people. Guys, don't try to... We don't need to work and you know get them all cleaned up out there. How about we bring them in here? Amen? And we teach the Word to them and we love the tar out of them. How about that? And see God save them and change their life. Isn't that what it's all about? We don't want to make people religious. Come to fellowship. We're religious. If you tell them that, as soon as they come in here, they're going to leave because they know that I'm a weirdo. We didn't do it like that in my church. How many, be honest, I'm different than the pastor you grew up with. Let me see. Ooh, you're funny. You're funny. You're funny. Here we go. Good. I like that. Just spell my name right. Amen. Two R's. Here we go. He was religious. Most of us are. Most of us are religious. If we look back in our life, even me in that hell-raising home, we went to a little Methodist church every once in a while. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I can't even remember hearing about what they taught the Bible. I have no idea. But most of us have a little religion somewhere. Paul had a lot. Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if any other man think that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh, I'm more. You think you're religious? Think that's what's going to save you? Here's Paul talking to the crowd. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel. You might be whatever, but you ain't that. The tribe of Benjamin. That's pretty good, ain't it? I was a Hebrew, but not just a Hebrew. I was a Hebrew of the what? Hebrews as touching the law. I was of the highest sect, S-E-C-T. I was a Pharisee. Now, to us, Pharisee, these days, has become a word that means you're a fake. You're religious, but you're full of what? Bull. Back in those days, it didn't mean that. It meant you couldn't be any higher on the religious Hebrew ladder. Amen? But no matter how high you up on the ladder religiously, that's not going to get you to heaven. This is what he's trying to say. I was religious. He had a dark side. He had a dark side. Here's my words. All of us do. I almost changed that to some of us do. 
I told Raj, let's put some of us. Then I thought about it. Now let's put all of us. All of you have a dark side. All of you have a dark side. All of you were born in sin. Every one of you. Some of us have a dark side. It's so clear we can see it right here. Amen? But all of us have a dark side. It can be no darker than to be lost. Not knowing Christ. It is totally dark there. And that's what you are without Christ. I don't care how good you think you are. You're in the dark. How dark is it to hang over a devil's hell lost? I'm a good person, but yeah, but you don't see that your feet are dangling and you're going. That's pretty dark, isn't it? Yes or no? So we all have a dark side. Paul had a dark side. You know what I'm learning? This man had a real life. He could relate to us, can he? How many are feeling like I can relate to this man who wrote 13 books in the New Testament? Did God ever know what he was doing in his infinite wisdom to get this man who was religious, but he also had a dark side, to share the word and to show us how he got saved and to write so many of the scriptures? Amen? The epistles to the church. It's incredible. He said, I persecuted this way. What does that mean, this way? This way speaks of, that's what the early Christians were called, people of the way. Paul, this man, his name was Saul before he became a Christian, but he persecuted people who put their faith in Christ. Christ had come. He had died on the cross. He had risen from the dead. The man Peter and the disciples preached. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were able to speak in other languages and give the word to so many people. People were being saved. And this man, this religious man, Saul of Tarsus, was the man who was on the hunt to, prison, to put him in prison, to persecute them. This is the man. How could God use this guy? That's nuts, isn't it? Yes or no? It's crazy. I persecuted it unto what? Unto what? These people who were so-called believing in this Jesus saying he's the Messiah, it was my job to kill him. But of course, he was above that. He had people that did it for him. And they would lay the clothes of the ones that killed at his feet. Isn't that horrible? Yes or no? That's this man. How many have ever felt that God... I've done so much bad that there's no way God could love me. Have you ever had that feeling in your heart? I just did so wrong. It's terrible. How could he love me? A lot of you, you can't even put your hand up because you think we're going to look at you. But you know that feeling. You've screwed up so royally bad. How could God ever forgive you? Well, he put this man not only to show his forgiveness for him, but he chose this man to be the teacher to the Gentiles and to share the gospel in these different countries. Now we're part of his ministry today in this country. It's crazy. So I persecuted them unto death. I bound them. I delivered them to prisons, both men and who? Whatever. Grabber. Okay? Bring her to jail. Concerning zeal, I persecuted the church. You talk about energy and excitement. Oh, he got up every day excited about what he did. Touching righteousness, which is the law, I was blameless, he said. You couldn't bring one charge against me in the law. I was, I mean, it, they, they had to strain their tea before they drank it to make sure their gnats got it. Because gnats look just like tea, if you know that, don't you? They look like them little pieces of tea. They would strain him. He did everything right. Because he's religious. Got it? A lot of scripture, and I'm just going to read it. Stephen was a man full of faith and power, great wonders and miracles among the people. One of the early men of God that God used. 
And there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines, called Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and of them of Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. They started arguing with this man of Jesus Christ, this man who's serving Jesus and believing in Jesus. He's a man of the way. They were not able to resist the wisdom of Stephen and the spirit by which he spoke. They couldn't argue with this man of God. And they suborned men. They got other men to lie about him like a dog and entrap him. Said, we've heard him speak blasphemies against Moses. He didn't do that. That's a lie. That was what Paul did and his guys did to entrap people. To get them into the prisons. To stop them. And against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes that came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council. Boy, people still get stirred up today, can't they say? You see the craziness on TV this week? People just rush in and take over meetings and things like that and start hollering microphones and thinking they're getting something done. They're crazy people. You understand? Yes or no? It's always been happening. I'm all for free speech and right to protest peacefully. Amen. Say. They caught him. They brought him to the council. They set up false witnesses. This man ceases not to speak blasphemous words against the holy place and the law. Stephen, this good man there, just showing you a little bit of what Saul was about, what he was involved in, the death of a good man. But we've heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place. He shall char change the customs which Moses delivered. And all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly upon him, saw his face, Stephen's face, as it was the face of an angel. He was under this persecution and this pressure. I hope I haven't lost you. But he had peace in his heart. And he had light in his eyes and brightness on his face. And when they heard these things, these ones, religious people that were out to get him, they were cut to the heart. They gnashed on him with, his t with their teeth. You know, that could be talking about speaking wise. That's probably what they did, said harsh things. But it wouldn't surprise me when they say gnashed on the teeth. Man, I just, I, that's one question I have when I get to heaven. Did they bite on him? But I know words are like somebody biting on you, aren't they? Say, when you've been hurt. They were talking like that to him. But he being full of the Holy Ghost, he looked up steadfastly into heaven and he saw the glory of God, which makes me think they really did attack him and were really all over him right there. He saw Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Keep looking. And said, Behold, I see the heavens open. The crowd goes crazy. They mob him. They're killing this man. He is in his last final breaths. He's seeing the Lord. The Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And they cried out with a loud voice. They stopped their ears. And they ran upon him with one accord. And they took Stephen. And they cast him out of their city. And they took stones. And usually they'd get on a hill and have the guy in a lower place. And they could just, they'd have to throw him like this many times. They'd just throw him down on him. Like in a pit. This good man of God who was faithful to the Lord. They killed him. And the witnesses who did this laid their clothes down at a man's feet who was named what? You feeling how evil this man Saul was, yes or no? Yes or no? The man that God used that saved him later, and he wrote 13 books in your Bible. Pretty good man to study, huh? Wouldn't you think? Yes or no? We're going to do it over the next few weeks. And Saul was consenting unto his death. That means he was in charge. He had the papers. He did it. He's all signed off on it. And at that time, there was great persecution against the church. That's Jesus. He's been resurrected now. He's seated at the right hand of God in heaven. Peter, the disciples, the others, the women, 
The ones that got saved in Jerusalem, the church is growing. There's great persecution now against them. And they were scattered all abroad the regions of Judea. Guess why they were scattered all throughout Judea and all that area? Because of Pentecost. They all came there. They heard the gospel, got saved, went back home. And now this gospel, this people of the way of Jesus, is now being scattered all throughout Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen? Yes or no? Okay? Except the apostles. Devout men carried Stephen to his burial. They made great lamentation for him. And as for Saul, he made havoc of the church. Havoc of the church. Entering in every house and basically hauling men and women and committing them to prison. That was his life. Dark side. Dark side. Whoo! Say that with me, though. Saul was not beyond. That's our God. Our God loves people that much. Are y'all listening or not today? Have I lost you? Bored you to tears already? I'm just back. Man, it's boring me. He was not beyond hope. And neither are you. Neither are your friends, your family, your children. They're not beyond hope. But they're never going to come to Christ, I don't believe, unless you're real. Did you hear me, yes or no? Unless you're real. If you're full of phony and stuff and fluff, and I hate to say it like I see so much on TV, which I can't stand it. Now, there's some great ones out there, but many of them. And you should know the difference. You should be enough in your Bible. Now, that is crazy. You should know that. If you don't, you're not real. You hear me say. You should be able to see that. Man, that's bull. You hear me or not? Come on. I could see it. And I grew up lost as a hellraiser. I could see it when I was lost. Lost people ain't stupid. And isn't that what we're trying to reach? Yes or no? Come on. So, he's not beyond hope. Let's look at this story. And Saul, he's breathing out threatenings. Slaughter against the, the disciples of the Lord. This, oh, we killed this one. Let's get another one. Let's grab it. Let's go. This is who he is. He went to the high priest. Man, you just can't go no higher than going to the high priest. He went to the high priest. So, he's so stoked on capturing and imprisoning and killing Christians, he goes to the high priest. He wants letters. Why, your son's in Damascus. That's in your news all the time, Syria, you know. And Christians in Syria are about null and void now. They've been just slaughtered or they're, they're on the run. This is a horrible situation. He desired letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, that he might bring them back to Jerusalem. Put him in prison. We're going to stop Jesus in this movement. Now listen, don't get, don't get lost. And so here's Saul. He's journeying to Damascus with these papers. He comes near to Damascus. And suddenly a light shines from heaven on him. Here he is going to capture, kill. He, this is horrible. And there's this light that blinds this man on the road to Damascus. And he fell down to the ground. Whammo! And he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Did you know the church is called the body of Christ? When you gossip or hurt another Christian, you're, you're gossiping and hurting Jesus. Did you hear me? Yes or no? You run your mouth and hurt people? 
Listen, guys, we need to realize that's my brother. That's my sister. That's why the Bible calls the church the eye, the ear, the feet, the finger. The, we're part of the body. Who would do that to yourself? Gnaw off your finger. I'm nut. We shouldn't do that. We're the body. So here is Saul persecuting the church, and here is Jesus who appears to him from heaven, light shining, because Jesus is the light of the world. Boom! And all these people he's been hurting are his body. That's why I love that. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? As a believer in Christ, that will save you from stopping your faith and, and quitting on the Lord. If you realize that when you're hurt or somebody hurts you, they're not just hurting you, they're hurting him. And he's got your back. You understand? Say, it's not your cause to take vengeance. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I'll repay. But have that confidence that you know what? It's all going to come out in the wash one day. Amen. Yes or no? And so here's Saul, not Paul, because he's lost. Here's Saul, and he's blinded. He says, who art thou? Say it with me. One more time. Who art thou? That's the very first thing you must do to be saved. You must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not your good buddy or the man upstairs. Do you hear me? Yes or no? Oh, I'm a good person. You know, he was a good man. He is Lord. And this religious man, though he was an evil man, I'm telling you what right now, he got knocked down to the ground and the right words came flying out of his mouth, didn't they? Say, who art thou who? Lord. I thought this was evil. I thought he was going to kill these people. I thought this was bad. I thought this was, I guess he got his tune changed, didn't he? Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you persecute. I like this line. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Now, if you don't know Bible, that could sound like a dirty language right there or something. It's not what it is. It's goads, G-O-A-D-S. Goads is the word. It means a poker, a big poker. Big Poker with a point on the end. And this joker's got a poker, 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 and you in the middle, and you getting poked. That don't feel too good. That's what they did to Stephen, didn't they? All of them surrounded him. Jesus said, I got you surrounded just by me, by myself, because I'm God and you're not. You understand? It's sort of hard for you, isn't it, right now? You're not so mighty right now. You're not so religious right now. I don't hear you giving your little speeches. It's hard for you to kick when you're kicking into the end of a spear. Isn't it? That's why it bothers me when people portray Jesus as weak and mamby-pamby and sissified like they did during the Middle Ages or whenever it was and the Renaissance. You can have it. This is Jesus. You hear me, yes or no? 
You need to see him like that, church. I'm going to be real. I'm going to live for the Lord. Because you know what? I'm part of his body. He loves me. If stuff comes my way, it's going to happen. It happened to him. It happened to other disciples. But I'm going to keep serving God regardless of how hard it gets. Because he's with me. Isn't that good? I love that. And Saul, this great whatever, trembling and astonished. What's the word again? Say it with me. He said what? He's speaking Jesus' language. Amen. I know i got to quit, buddy. Thank you. He said unto him, Arise, go to the city. It's going to be told you what you're going to do. He didn't argue. The men which journeyed with him stood speechless. Let me read that. Hearing a voice but seeing no man. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how the Lord will get you? Isn't that funny? My mama sitting in a chair that night, Billy Graham, you know, watching. She's drunk, but somehow I come up, we're going to church in the morning. Well, why did that happen? Well, the Lord talked to her. Amen? That's spooky. It ain't spooky for the Holy Spirit to touch your heart and draw you to himself. And Saul arose from the earth. He, with his, with his eye, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. He couldn't even see. I guess not. And they led him by his what? Hand. Here's old big man Saul. Going to go to Damascus. Now he can't even see. They got to have somebody take him by the hand. Because he's been struck down by the Lord. Amen? Road trip. We all could use some help. Keep looking. Is that it, Raji? I made it? We'll pick it up next week, but wait a minute. Here's a religious man. Much like we are. He had to hit the ground. He had to hit those knees. And he had to go God's way. way, And that was to say, Lord, Lord, you'll never get to heaven by being religious. You will never get to heaven by being religious. You will get to heaven by truly being down on your knees and saying, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. And you're going to see this is the experience that this man had. It's incredible. I close with this. Mama's road trip. My mama. My mama. A drunk. Cheated on my daddy. Daddy cheated on mama. Different men coming in and out of the house. Having, after she divorced him, having sex with my mama. One guy just end up staying. Horrible life. I hated it. My other brothers and sisters are grown and gone. I'm the last one there living in this hellhole. I hated it. And every night, my mama would get drunk. She'd work as a waitress during the day, but then she'd get drunk and drive up Caroline Street. Roger, is there a place called Caroline Street? He's been there. Matter of fact, did you take these pictures? It's a real place. She'd go to Jean's Tavern and get her. She'd beep behind beep, beep, and Jean would come out. I can still see Jean because I was sometimes in the car with her as a little kid. And they put it in a brown paper bag, remember? I don't know if they do that anymore or not. She'd drive back home. Then she'd do it again later, and the car was doing this number of the street. A couple of three times. That Saturday night, November 27th, she'd done it a couple of times. She's drunk. And Billy Graham, the preacher, came on TV before the days of remote control. And she was drunk. She didn't change the channel. 
That's like Paul's experience, Saul's experience. God came through that TV. You hear me? The Word of God? That's why we preach the Word here, not Gary's Word. So she heard about Jesus. I came in from partying at night. She says, we're going to church in the morning. I thought she was an idiot. I cussed her out. What a fool. I was about 15, 16 years old at the time. 15 and a half to be specific. Next morning, Mama's road trip. She went up Caroline Street. I'm sorry. I'm so, I got this wrong. We didn't have a car. That's the way she used to do when she was a waitress. When this happened, she'd stop working. She had phlebitis in her legs. But all those years, she went to Jean's Tavern. I don't know where she got that stuff. She's drinking probably a grocery store. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, that next morning, we didn't have a car. We walked up Caroline Street to church. Same Caroline Street that for years had provided her the stuff that made her drunk. But this time, when you go up Caroline Street, you get up, you go across Highway Number 1. Many of y'all been Number 1 through Carolina that way. You cross Highway Number 1. First left is Gene's Tavern. Just down a little on the left. That morning, we kept walking straight. We're going to church, she said. I went with her. Right past that road. 300 yards further from that corner where she'd always turned was a little Baptist church. And we went right there to that church, Temple Baptist Church. We didn't know them. We didn't know anything. Keep looking. Three weeks in a row we went to that little church. And Mama on that Sunday morning, December 18, 1977, she went forward and asked Christ into her heart. And me, the hell-raising crazy kid, went with her. <laughs> Took me about six months before I really realized I truly put my faith in Christ. But nobody's beyond hope. Are you listening to me or not today? Does that make sense to anything today? I hope I did. Nobody's beyond hope. Every one of us have a road trip. Now, if you're waiting for that bright light to hit you, knock you down like that on the street, make you blind, have at it. Or you can come to your senses right now and believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, the Bible says. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for his word this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Boom. I liked it. Amen.